uh, I train a, a number of billion dollar companies. So uh, reaching out to a lot of them, other CEOs to help them kind of get through this maze. You know, a lot of people tell, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. We will get through this. Some people won't. There are people who will go bankrupt. Uh, there are all people who will lose loved ones. So we want to be able to get through this, but we want to try to get through this with the smallest amount of scars as possible. And with the right attitude, we'll come out a lot stronger. I know I will. Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. It's how we learn and now it's your turn. Let's get Welcome to the University of Adversity. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you guys are having a beautiful day. Today's guest is a business and life strategist. He's an internationally recognized for his work with life-changing programs. His mission is to help others live an extraordinary life through fast-lasting transformations of the mind. He is a best-selling author of a book such as Don't Let Others Rent Space in Your Head, and has been featured in articles in Success Magazine, Selling Power, as well as many other national newspapers. He and his work have been featured on numerous programs, including The View, Inside Edition, Fox and Friends. He's also a regular for years on Dr. Phil's show, The Doctors, and is an expert on transformations and interventions. My next guest name is Gary Cox. He's been in the game for a while, and we had a really awesome conversation about his story about transformation, about what's going on right now in the world. And I think you guys will enjoy it. And I highly suggest that you listen to this right to the end. It's about 40 minutes. So it's nice and quick compared to some of our longer ones. So I hope you guys get a ton of value and you listen to it right till the end. So if you guys do get value, please leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Hit that subscribe button. And most importantly, I appreciate you guys being here. If you're new to U of A, Welcome to the family. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Gary Cox coming right up. Hey, we're on. Gary, welcome to the show, man. Good to be here, Lance. Thanks for uh, reaching out to us. We appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So crazy time right now. Right. Crazy time in the world right now. And it's late- Corona time. <laughs> corona time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not the beer. It's not the beer, unfortunately. So where are you at with everything? I always lately I've been kind of asking everybody, because it's pretty, it, it's, it's something that I, I feel like I got to bring up because of yeah. what's going on. Sure. And yeah, where, where are you at right now with all, the, with all this craziness? I'm in a good place mentally. I am under leveraged, which is a good thing to be. And this time, uh, you see people get over leveraged. They tell you to take all your money and, and dump it into whatever. And when this hits and hits you on the blind side, nobody knows it's going to happen. And people are telling you, you know, don't have an emergency fund. Thank God I'm paying my staff because I got an emergency fund. So now I'm literally, literally from here on out for the rest of my life, I'm calling it a Corona fund. So I'll never forget this time to make sure that I constantly, you know, have a fund to uh, take care of the company and the people. Uh, granted, though, as a uh, professional speaker, paid professional speaker, uh, obviously there's nothing on the calendar because no one's allowed to meet. And then on top of that, you know, I have the coaching program that you probably know about where I take people in my jet for the day. And we go down to the islands and do a you know pretty cool intensive luxury day of learning. Well, you know that's kind of shot until this is over with. But uh, we're, we're ready to light light the plane up and get out of here once this happens. But that's basically where I'm at. Uh, reaching out to 
a lot of, uh, I train a number of billion dollar companies. So uh, reaching out to a lot of them, other CEOs to help them kind of get through this maze. You know, a lot of people tell, you know, we'll get through this. We will get through this. Some people won't. There are people who will go bankrupt. Uh, there are all people who will lose loved ones. So we want to be able to get through this, but we want to try to get through this with the smallest amount of scars as possible. And with the right attitude, we'll come out a lot stronger. I know I will. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's, it's going to be as one of those times, the before Corona and the after Corona. Yeah, you know, as, as challenging and tough as it is, there's a part of me that's very exciting. You know, you hear people talk about the depression. Nobody wants to live in a depression. You know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, nobody's going to want to have ever gone through this. But, you know, it's an exciting time. And you, you see what you're made of. You see who your friends are. Uh, you see how to walk through major challenges and how to deal with them. Mm. Uh, it helps you reflect a lot. I think we're resetting the globe you know, the ecosystem. I mean, oceans are looking cleaner. There's no smog in LA anymore. Uh, I think people are learning how to be a little kinder and more loving. And I think we all need that. Yeah. And it's amazing how much, how many people I talked to, even from 2008, who lost yeah. everything, but ended up building these businesses now. Yeah. And there's always opportunity in these situations, right? right. There's, there's a lot of opportunity. And I'm the same way. I got this feeling of I don't want like almost like excitement because I know that no. it will be challenging, but it's almost the time for people like us who are, who are in this line of work to really encourage people and to kind of step up and be the yeah. light in their lives. Right. Because and there that, are going to yeah. be a lot of people that are, they're struggling. Right. And it, it doesn't mean that, you know, you and I are not going to have bad days. I mean, just yeah. before you had a massive, massive issues with, you know, you got to deal with banks and lawyers and did it because we're moving funds and doing this. And, you know, you yeah. can't get on the phone or you're on the, literally my team was on the phone for three hours. So yeah, it, it's still frustrating. It doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to walk through this smiling all the time, but boy, I'm going to sure darn as best I can do that. But, you know, I tell people one of the ways to master this, it, it's not just changing your thinking, it's changing the perception of your thinking. That's what changes. So you, you just can't tell yourself it's going to be better. And if you don't believe it, it's, it's not going to help you. But if you can literally learn how to change your perception and create a new thought, create a new perception from that thought, things really, really change very quickly. And I, I illustrate it with people. It's like, you know, as, a, as an avid aviation fan, I'm ridiculously addicted to aviation. But if you're flying in the snow and you get ready to take off, if you have a little bit of snow, I'm talking like snowflakes, right? Yeah. And you take off and you use your full power, those little bit of snowflakes – creates drag on the leading edge of the wing, and that can eat up as much as 50 to 80% of your performance. You're using the same power, but you have 50 to 80% of your power lost, our performance. So what that means is, is if we don't know how to create emotional freedom and get through this without a lot of emotional crap, we're going to use a lot of power. We're going to get up every day. We're going to do the stuff that we try to do every day, but we're going to have so much drag that we're not going to be able to get as far in the same amount of time or with the same amount of performance. Mm. Yeah. That's, do you think a lot of people are going to come out of this almost scarred, like really worried about what to do in the next move? I mean, cause you do rapid transformation with people and I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to need like to be able to switch their mindset and get out of yeah. whatever they're in. Do you see this causing a lot of problem for people as far oh. as like their, their mindset of how they did things and 
No question. Well, I think for a lot of people, it's going to be worse. You're going to have people who are ridiculously germaphobic now. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, you're going to have point. you're going to have people hoarding their money like crazy and not spending it. So yeah, there, there's going to I mean, there's going to be a lot of good. There's going to be bad for me. There, there's no doubt about it. Mm. Uh, people are going to freak out on stocks. They don't know what to do because they don't understand the stock market. So they're not going to put back money in. Or it, it's just yeah, it's crazy the amount of stuff. And what happens is we create what I call Lance misassociations. A misassociation is, I'll give you an example. I, I gave um, uh, an investment tip to a friend of mine, and for either one of us, it did not turn out very well. So because of that, he will no longer dip into that pond. So he's created a misassociation. You know, that, that's like saying that I had a car accident with a blue car. I'll never drive a blue car again. That's overboard. And what happens is that we're not careful, we'll overcompensate, and we'll go overboard because of the programming that we've allowed due to these circumstances. Anytime you have a heightened emotion, whether that emotion be high or low, anytime you have a heightened emotion associated with an experience, there's usually a danger point going on there because what's going to happen is you're going to subconsciously program yourself, good or bad. Yeah. The good is good. The bad is not good. What I like to get people to become aware of is learn to be aware of when you're in an emotional you know, turmoil or something emotional greats going on. And in the midst of that circumstance, are you going to allow yourself to say, okay, I'm going to allow this to program or condition me or I'm not going to. And right. that's when you really are able to move your own chess pieces in your game of life. Love it. Well, let's, uh, let's circle back a bit after to this whole thing, but let's go to your, you know, how you grew up. You grew up in Jamaica, which is really cool. Yeah, walk us, walk us through a bit of your, because I know you had a crazy story. A lot yeah. happened in your, in your young life. I would love if you could give us a little bit of a background about that and kind of let us know a little bit about your, uh, your story. Sure. I was born and raised in Jamaica. Very just amazing childhood. Uh, then my parents got divorced. Half of the family stayed in Jamaica. I came up to the States with my mom and then um, was very intrigued about business. I've always had the entrepreneur type spirit. Uh, started my first business at 11, my second business at 15. Started doing very well soon after that. I was making $100,000 a year, and this was decades and decades ago, so that'd be probably equivalent to 10, 15 million a year now. And then things changed, got married. My wife and I, we had a baby. Then she tells me it's not mine. So this is where the tragedies in my life really started to kick in. Then in a time frame of all this, uh, my grandfather and stepfather died of cancer. Uh, my uncle was killed in a plane crash. I got a phone call from my mother to let me know my father had just been shot point blank in his chest, drowned his own, own blood. This was in Jamaica. All this by the time I was 21. Unfortunately, I was born and raised in a cult, just left that about 12 years ago. And when you leave that, all your so-called friends and family, you know, will have nothing to do with you. So, you know, I totally lost my entire belief system, not to mention when all this happens and you're thinking about all the, the pain of your past. And it was pretty intense. Um, you know, I'm very blessed that I haven't committed suicide or became an addict or anything like that. And thank God uh, I do know enough about how the mind works and how to move the pieces where I need to, to be where I'm at today. And that would be alive and breathing talking to you. So what, after all that, when you were 21, what path yeah. did you go? Did you go down a destructive rock bottom for a while, like drinking no, and drugs? No, no, nothing like, I mean, uh, I did a lot of drinking when my wife told me the baby wasn't mine. That was, that was pretty, yeah, that's that was pretty rough, rough, man. It's pretty rough. That was, that was intense. That was rough stuff, man. Um, but I tell you what though, what's kind of funny, well, I wouldn't say funny, 
But um, what's worse than all of that was leaving the cult that I was in. My father being murdered, my wife telling me my baby's not mine, that's just chicken feed stuff, water on a duck's back compared to leaving this cult. Because keep in mind, whatever you have believed all your life, so anybody that's listening, think about everything that you believe right now that you believe yeah. is true and is what it is, that none of it's friggin' true. Mm. And you come to that conclusion, it's like, holy crap, what do I believe now? So it was a huge eye-awakening experience for me. At that point, I'd lost everything. I was over $350,000 in debt. Uh, it was an intense period of time in my life, that's for sure. What was the cult? Like, how did, what was that all about? That's crazy. It was, no, it was witnesses. And, um, oh, okay. So, you know, you, you're, the, the programming that you get built into at such a young age is just, it's mind-boggling. You know, one thing I've learned from all this is, uh, any, you n never belong to a group or, or an organization that you cannot honorably leave. And you think about any group or organization that you cannot honorably leave. And if you try to leave, you know, you are shunned or condemned or whatever. That's Jehovah's Witnesses. That's a gang. You know, there's, there's a number of, of cults out there like that. So it was a great experience for me because what it enabled me to do is to clean my head out. You know, things that I could not deal with. Like, for example... Uh, my ex-wife was kicked out of the religion. So now if she wanted healing to, there was a point she wanted to get back to me and talk to me and say, I'm sorry and so forth. Well, I'm in the religion and you're not. And, you know, so yeah. we can't talk. It's against the rules. So it enabled me to do a lot of emotional cleaning when I left. I learned a lot about myself and uh, it made me a million times stronger. I never, ever, ever want to go through it again. But, um, wow. you know, I've been able to find some good out of it. Yeah, it's a lot of those, most of them operate out of fear and not love, you know? Like it's, yeah, it's, it's conditional it's, love. It's conditional it's, love. It's crazy. I, I, I even find friends today that love me unconditionally and yeah. it brings tears to my eyes, you know? Isn't so, that, yeah. I mean, that's the way, that's the way we should be. The purest thing you can have is the unconditional Absolutely. love, right? So love true. the person exactly where they're at for who they are, right. not who they could be. Yeah. And you know what? And, and, and if, even if, if you don't agree with them, support them somehow. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ways we can support people. But yeah, good, good learning experience. It enabled me to do a lot of changing, a lot of growing. And I think because of all the things that I've been through, it's, it's given me the ability to show people how to make, you know, quick, really uh, change very, very quick. And as you know, that's what I'm known for in my consultations and seminars. Yeah, because I like this because you've actually gone through a lot of hard, crazy times and you can actually say, well, I've, you know, because yeah. some people haven't really gone through the things that they're trying to sell or trying to promote, which drives me nuts. But yeah. I mean, you have, right? So what are the things, because you, all right, so let's walk us through. How did you, when you had those years of programming in your young age, yeah. that is not easy to unlearn. How right. did you start? unlearning and kind of reprogramming things now there's a couple things to think about anytime we experience an emotion positive or negative we'll do one of two things yeah you're, not, you're either going to ignore it or you're going to reward it period yeah so I'll give it a belief that i was brought up in the belief was you can't go to another church it's, it's, it's the wrong thing to do never dare step foot into another church so what i did when i left is still i would not be locked into that programming i made sure i went to other churches now other people who leave this cult they don't even, I mean, it's rare that they would do that, okay? Mm. So, and, and when you feel uncomfortable, here's the problem as humans. The reason we have a hard time making change quickly 
is because we are programmed to be a slave to our feelings, not a leader of them. So for example, when we feel sad, what do we typically do? We act sad, right? When we feel happy, we act happy. Now, what I'm about to say is a lot easier said than done, but we should do it. When we feel sad, we should try to act what? Happy. Now, why is that so difficult to do? The reason is, is because we've been programmed as a young child to be a slave to our feelings. So when we were born, what's the first thing that we do? We cry. When we're hungry, what do we do? We cry. When we want to go to the bathroom, we cry. And how long do we do this for? Day after day, year after year. There's got to be a point in our life where we say, wait a minute, how, how do we start controlling that on our own? So what happens is, as we get older, we mature a little bit where we feel that we need to go to the bathroom, but we can now control that. So we do opposite of how we feel. But later on, because of experiences that we've been through, we become a slave to those feelings. And because we are, you know, most of us are obviously brought up not to lie. So when we try to do something opposite of how you feel, you'll always feel as if you're lying. But if you want to change your behavior, you have to do opposite of how you feel. If not, you're going to reward the same behavior over and over. The problem with that is anytime you try to do opposite of how you feel, for example, let's say you feel rejected about making sales calls. Well, what's the opposite of that? Make more phone calls, but I still feel rejected. So now I got to learn to do opposite of how I feel. Often you'll feel unauthentic. You, you won't feel real because you're doing opposite of how you feel. You master success when you can do opposite of how you feel. And if you don't, you're a slave. You're like a kite in the wind. Wherever you get blown, that's where you go. And you cannot be a successful entrepreneur with that type of mindset. How does somebody master that without getting discouraged? Like how well, does somebody, you know, you're, you're going to get discouraged, but I'll give you one statement that I share just about every time I do an interview. And it's a statement that I've used all my life. I've used it today heavily, heavily because I'm massive stress today. And it's this. And if you're listening intently and you can take notes, you want to jot this one down. When my feelings are not in harmony with my goals, ignore my feelings. I'll repeat that one more time. When my feelings are not in harmony with my goals, ignore my feelings. Mm. Now, here's where this is powerful. Typically, when our feelings are not in harmony with our goals, what do we do? We don't ignore them. We reward them. So that's how we get stuck and we keep on digging our emotional grave deeper and deeper. You have to have a belief or a belief system that counteracts the fact that you and I are prone to be a slave to our feelings. Mm -hmm. That belief is the belief that will cause you to circumnavigate that normal human tendency to be a slave to your feelings. So when my feelings, what feelings? My negative feelings. When they're not in harmony with my goals, know what the goal is, ignore my feelings. So now people say, well, how do I ignore them? Well, you do opposite of what you would do to reward them. Mm. So if you do this, do that. If you go up, you go down, you do the opposite. And then you have to now deal with, wait a minute, this feels uncomfortable. Why? Because you're doing opposite of how you feel and you're breaking this pattern of being a slave of your feelings. When you get that mastered naturally, man, you just keep moving forward. See, we have to get to this mindset that we don't have to move forward only when we feel motivated. You know, when we were kids and we were eight years old and didn't want to go to school, what did our parents typically make us do? Go to school. They made us do opposite of how we felt. And you got to carry that on for the rest of your life, but you got to do it consciously. That would be, that's, that would tie in as well with people that have like imposter syndrome that you hear about, right? Because you kind of, you have to be, become that person before, like, or even when you're visualizing what you want in your life. 
you, right. you can't you can't do the things that the broke person does or think like the broke person. Right. You have to put yeah. yourself in Yeah, that. And, and you hear the, the term people say, you know, you said fake it till you make it. Yes and no. I don't yeah. believe faking till you make it means putting my name on the jet and getting a, one guy did that. I remember years ago, <laughs> years ago, he had this infomercial and I could tell it because as a pilot, I could tell this was a uh, vinyl sticker with his name on the front of the jet, which would never be put there. Then he was on a yacht with him, same de design on. So he was faking it to make it to lying to you, the public. But uh, internally, we need to fake it to we make it. Meaning, if I don't feel like making that sales call today, I have to fake it and pretend to be happy on that phone, even though I'm not. In that case, you've got to fake it till you make it because especially in a time like this, how many of us really always feel like getting up and making things happen and moving and hustling no. and making you know, you don't. That's no. where you gotta master it. How do you how do you get in that state? What do you do to get yourself ready for that? Does that come naturally to you? You programmed yourself or do you gotta get up and do certain things? No, I I'll show you something a little bit. No, I, I it's very natural to me. I don't have any rituals, I don't have anything like that. And the reason being is I believe if your mindset is right, you don't need all those rituals. Now, in the beginning I did, you know, I had to, you know, do a lot of self-talk and stuff like that. I don't have to do that now. So let me give you an example. So this morning, if you look at my Instagram, I'll just give you, just to illustrate what I'm talking about. So you can see, so you see there what time I woke up. Yeah, 4 a.m. 4 a.m., 4.01, all right? So what are we at now, 2, 3 o'clock? And you see the energy level I have? I'll maintain this. So I understand, I know one thing. You're made up of your thoughts, but you're not your thoughts. Mm. And, and that is one of the most powerful statements. If, if a person can take that and just digest that, understand what that really means. What that really means is, is if, if you feel that you're tired, are you really tired or is that the thoughts creating that? Now that's not to say you're going to say, I'm not tired. I'm not tired, but we have to be careful how we validate our beliefs. Here's another very, what I call mm. power tip. When it comes to our beliefs, it's easy to reward them very, very quickly, whether they are right or wrong. So our brain will validate all of our beliefs, whether they are right or wrong. For example, this is why poor people get poor and rich people get rich. Or when you have somebody in the family that says, I'm, I'm, all, I'm just the black sheep of the family. So here's what happens. When we have something happen to us that's negative, right? Yeah. Um, our brain will always validate all of our beliefs, whether they're right or wrong. So if we have this belief system that bad things always happen to me, I always have to struggle. So what happens now, we've bought this belief subconsciously or consciously. The next time something happens, like if we try something that doesn't go our way, our brain will validate it when we say, see, nothing can ever go right oh. for me. Our brain validates it now and says, You're, I'm going to validate that for you because that's what you believe. Now, you can't just say, okay, I'm not going to believe that and everything is going to be great for me because that's just positive thinking stuff and that's like spray paint on rust. It doesn't last long. The key is you can't, and then you hear people say this all the time, it's not true. Somebody, inevitably, if I say to somebody, you know, I can't, they'll say, you can, just say you can. So am I supposed to say now, I can, I can, I can, and I'm just going to be able to do it? Here's the thing. If you say you can't, then you change it to you can. If you don't believe you can, you still can't, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. So what you have to learn to do is you create the new belief, and then your job is to buy it. If you don't buy it, all it is is an affirmation. And the more you say a positive affirmation, 
the less you believe it, that's why you keep saying it. Let me repeat that one. The more you keep saying a positive affirmation, the less you believe it. That's why you keep saying it. When I woke up this morning and shaved, I didn't have to tell myself, you're a man, you're a man, you're a man. I know I am. Now, you yeah. see these people on a roller coaster. They're saying, okay, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. No, it's not. You don't believe it's going to be okay. That's why you keep saying it. Now, that's the right thing to say. But if you believed it, you'd never have to say it's going to be okay because you believe it. You just take the ride. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great point. And yeah. Well, how does, okay. How does somebody, let's, let's break it down into steps. How does somebody develop that belief so that they feel it in their core? Like how, because I know that with affirmations, if you, you know, from just trying it, yeah. you eventually convince yourself or, or whatever. I don't even know if they work or not. Right. I mean, I, that's a great yeah, that, point. That, that, that's, that brings up a good question. So people will say, well, Gary, are you saying you, you don't believe in affirmations? That's not true. Okay. I do believe in using affirmations, but I understand that an affirmation is not a belief. In my mind, I do not create an affirmation as a belief. I do not have to wake up and say, I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be successful. Before okay. I was not successful, I didn't wake up and say, I'm going to be successful. Now, this is why when you say affirmations, you typically feel like you're lying. Why? Because you're saying something opposite than how you how feel. You feel. Okay. okay. Yeah. Not necessarily a bad thing. But the next thing is now, if you say stuff like, which I don't believe, I'm going to have a million dollar check sent to me in the mail. A million dollar check's going to come to me in the mail. That's just not realistic. Yeah. It just doesn't make, that to me is stupid. I, sorry if I offended anybody, but that's me stupid. <laughs> no, it is. Now, if I say I'm a successful entrepreneur and I am doing the necessary things, though I'm failing along the way, mm. I would rather somebody say that until they get there. Once you get there, you don't keep saying I'm a successful entrepreneur. It's like somebody said to me, I said, write down some of your beliefs and you know, your affirmations and I'll help you determine if they're affirmations or beliefs. So this one guy says, I'm, a great, I'm an amazing father and husband. I mm. said, okay, now how do we know if that's a, a goal or a belief or an affirmation? I said, okay, well, if I were to ask your kids, and your wife, is he an amazing dad and an amazing father? And if they said yes, why do you keep writing it down? You already got it. Mm. Now, you may need to keep tweaking it, you know, yeah. making sure you're still on that track to be an amazing father or an amazing husband or wife. So I don't, I don't write down any of these things. Mm. I just know, and now maybe before because I'm at a different level and a lot of people, I don't say that arrogantly, but mentally, you know. Yeah. Well, but I, if, if I'm not at a certain position where I need to be, if I write it down and I know that's where I should go, like for example, it's like that crazy show, uh, Naked and Afraid, right? Mm. So they know what the course is. They have a map right there. Okay, mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the belief. The map is where you need to go. Now, on the 21 days of this crazy journey, you're starving, uh, you're, you're, the bugs are biting you, and all your beliefs are going, oh my gosh, I, I don't, can I make it? But you do know the next move today is this, 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 and this, and no matter how bad I feel, if I'm gonna throw up, or, or I broke my leg, or I'm infected with a bite or whatever, I go, I keep on going on the course. So the belief is the course. So when somebody says, here's my new belief, I'm going to blah, 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 they need to now follow the map even though they don't feel authentic or have the right belief system yet. Now, how do you know you bought a belief? This is what's really powerful. So how do I know I bought a belief? When you say it and you feel it, that's when you can stop saying it now. You got it. Yeah. So when I program somebody on stage, I do a program uh, with no hypnosis or anything hocus pocus, I'll bring somebody up on stage and I'll reprogram them. Let's say I find somebody who's phobic. I've done this often 
This yeah. is stuff I do like on Dr. Phil's show. The I, Dr. I saw Phil. it. It's awesome. Yeah, they, they'll give me people who have massive, massive challenges and in, in literally in one session totally reverse them. And so if a person is uh, afraid of a snake and I ask them, what's your limited belief about the snake? And they say, well, it's slimy. All right. So then I have them write down it's slimy. Okay. So now what's the opposite of it's slimy? It's not slimy. Yeah. That's the affirmation. How do we know to them it's an affirmation? Because if they say, so I'll say to them on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, when you say it's not slimy, how much of that do you believe? Where do you think the number is going to be? It's like a, a one or a zero. They don't believe it. Yeah. So how do I know they don't believe it? Because they say it and they don't feel it. They're at a yeah. zero or a one. When I'm done with them, they'll touch the snake. They'll know it's not slimy. They'll now say it's not slimy on a scale of one to 10. How much of that do you believe? A 10. Boom. You just bought a belief. That's huh. it. So that's the leverage. So what we do as humans, unfortunately, we have a tendency when, when, for example, the snake, it's slimy. We have a tendency to go into our head and go through all these stupid things. What we need to do is if we want to change our belief system, we need to say on a scale of one to 10, when I say this, how much do I believe it? Oh, I'm at a two. So what do you think our goal is now, Lance? How do we get to a Three. Three. How do we get to a four? Forget what the stupid problem is. Forget the snake. Forget the problem, the failure, the this, the past, the whatever. Understand that right now I'm only believing this at a two. What do I need to do to get it to a four, five, or six? And when you work on your mind that way, you totally go down a different path mm -hmm. and you're not freaking worried about the stupid snake or whatever the problem is. You're now going internally and seeing, hey, look, I got to figure out how do I get this up a couple notches? Because once I get it up to a 10, boom, life changes. How do we get that though? How do we do that quickly? How do we change that feeling quickly? This is where I plug my tickets to my seminar. You're going to come to my seminar. <laughs> I'm no, like, yeah, for, me to, for me to just tell you to do that, it's, it's yeah. not going to, you know, yeah. this is something I've been doing for years and for years. Sure. So one of, what I just said though is yeah. one of the things hmm. that I show people to do. You, you have to have the process. For sure. Most people... They will run to me or they'll run to try to make change like a policeman. Yeah. Only call on them when they need it. Mm. So the reason I'm able to do this very, very quickly, this is all I do, right? Yeah. So if I have a bad day, something really major happens to me, instead of whining, moaning, and complaining about it, my first thought process that I go into is, okay, what's the belief system I need to get through this? That's, that's my first thing. And I do this unconsciously. Okay. Now, the next thing I do is I totally ignore my feelings as I work my path through that belief that was going to take me to where I need to go. That's it. Boom, 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 that fast. So now I've mastered the ability to ignore my feelings, mastered them, so much so that no matter how I feel, as, I, as long as I know where my target is, I'm constantly moving forward, just like naked and afraid. I'm naked and afraid, but I know I got 21 days to get over through the woods, the, the whatever. Yeah. And during that process, you're probably going to have to face different fears that, but you're not allowing that fear to stop you. That's the key. Yeah. So instead of, see, so, so the difference between what I do and, you know, what else is out there, not to judge or be judgmental, is I'm going to show you how it's done. Mm. You know, telling somebody on stage, Break through your limitations, break through your fear, you know, change the way you think, change your yeah. story. That's great. But when your wife just told you your baby's not yours and your father just got murdered, uh, I need to know how to do that. I don't want to just be told to do it. Right. Has what's changed for you in the last five years? Is there have or five, ten years, have as things have evolved 
social media, how you get your information to people, even now during this time, you know, like yeah. has, have, have things changed for you have evolved or they always kind of been the same sort of structure or, or have you evolved a certain amount? Um, I mean, to say I haven't evolved, I think would not be accurate. I hope we're all evolving, but um, I, I just know that it's important to master the ability to move consistently as much as you can in the time frame that you've given yourself. Right. So with that being said, how do you do that? Well, what, what, what keeps us from moving forward? One thing, thought process. So the reason people have problems typically in their businesses and in their finances, whether they are millionaires, billionaires or not, is because of things that are stuck in our emotional hard drive. So all the things that I shared with you, you know, my grandfather and stuff without the cancer and all this stuff, these are things, if you think about what's happened to you in your past, if we're not careful, they get stuck in our emotional hard drive. That creates the drag on the airplane that we talked about, right? Yeah. So when you have drag, even though you mean well, this is why we often know what we need to do, but can't get ourselves to do it. Whether it's quit smoking, losing weight, increasing your income, often typically it's because something is stuck in our emotional hard drive that keeps us from moving forward. So if we could figure out how to clean that out, it's like a computer hard drive, right? You've been on a computer before. You know, you're typing away and for whatever reason, it's like really slow or it's not responding, you know, like it should or just not responding at all. One of the reasons it's doing that is because somehow we got stuff stuck in the computer's hard drive. Well, how do we do that? We're doing it all day long and don't realize it. Every time you go online and you download a PDF, you've done this before, right? you click it once. And then if you get like me, a little impatient, so you double click it. Oh, yeah. So now you've literally downloaded it three times. Yeah. Now think about doing that, Lance, you know for three months or three years, what's going to happen? That computer hard drive is just going to get bogged down. And that's what happens to us. So when we have so many things go through us in our life, all these traumas and so forth, if we don't know how to clean that out, it inhibits us from taking that massive action. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the only way that we get results is we move forward and we decide to do something and we do it. And the quicker we do it, the more consistent we do it the better off we are. So if you can eliminate the snow or the ice off the leading edge of your airplane, the, the emotional hard drive, the junk that's in there, then you have more emotional freedom to move forward. And that to me is priceless. Emotional freedom is what I work hard on mastering anything and everything. If I have emotional freedom, I can accomplish anything faster and quicker than the average bear. Would you say that that's what most people are stuck in is their emotions from doing things? Oh, there's no question about it. You look at a, you look at a relationship. And I'll give you a typical example by knowing that yeah. and then coming up with a strategy, how we can dramatically change our relationship. I'll give an example. Let's say you've got a, uh, you got a guy and a girl in a relationship and I'm the guy and I say, honey, could you do me a favor and get me that coffee? I don't drink coffee, but get me that coffee over there. Well, maybe she was in a relationship and her, her ex-boyfriend asked her the exact same way. I wasn't rude. I didn't raise my voice. I said it kindly. And she gets pissed off at me. Oh, yeah. Why did she get pissed off at me? Now, she's going to come back and say, because you did it, did it, did it, did it. No, that's not the real reason. Mm -mm. So now what happens, for example, if I, I'm under, today just happened to be a massive stressful day for me. So I said to my girlfriend, and essentially it goes like this, if I... I just told her, look, stress level 10 plus today. So she knows that I'm going to try my best to, you know, be more cautious of my words, et cetera, et cetera. But if I have an issue outside of this that I need to talk to her about, if I'm smart enough to take responsibility, my conversation will go like this, honey, 
I want to share something with you. I want you to know that this problem is between me and me, not me and you. Mm. So she knows automatically he's taking responsibility. He's not attacking me. And he just wants me to listen. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know how much, you know how much trouble you will say? So if you watch a typical relationship, you can even use this in business. You watch a typical relationship where the girl is just, you know, saying, you know, I'll, I'll give you a funny little joke. It's like a girl coming to your house and you're dating her and you're dating for a little while. And she goes, you know, those, those jackets that in, in your closet there, those are really nice. Where'd you get them from? And this girl, let's say she's divorced and got two kids or whatever. She's trying to get out and date a little bit. And you, you say, well, if you want me to tell you the truth, I got them from an ex-girlfriend. And she gets all pissed off. Well, where'd you get your kids from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. So that's a problem between you and you, not you and me. Mm. So when we understand that, man, we can eliminate so much crap. And that's not easy to do. I mean, because you've got to admit you're wrong. You're, you're taking responsibility right up front. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. Yeah. So you're acknowledging right in front, I got a problem and I just want you to be involved with me. I might need your support, your feedback, but I'm letting you know that this is between me and me, not me and you. Man, it's a game saver. This is super interesting. I actually, I also heard Brene Brown talks about that too. This is the second time I've heard it now. I think it's amazing because we, we don't know what the other person's going through in that day or that moment. So just kind of expressing that, hey, it has nothing to do with you. This is a me. This is what I'm going through. So if I speak in a way, it has nothing to do with you. And just taking that time, that that extra little bit can save so much stress. I'm thinking about my my parents growing up. I'm like, wow, if they would have just been a little bit better at communicating and having self-awareness, it could have stopped so many fights. And, 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 and you can practice this all the time. If you're driving in your car and you're behind yeah. somebody and you're number two in line and the, li- the, the red light goes green, what's yeah. the first thing we have a tendency to do? Beep the horn. Yeah. Well, we don't know if they're looking down at the text, which they probably shouldn't. Maybe yeah. uh, they're crying because they just broke up or they heard their dad die. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. So I exercise this all the time. If I can live in somebody else's shoes with that kind of understanding, yeah. Again, it's a game changer. Your emotions are in control. You have more love and compassion for your fellow man. And you can go on and on with the advantages. Right on. Man, tell us about your book. What do you got coming on and where can we check you out? Oh, gosh. Books. I got lots of books. What do you, what's your, uh, which one do you want to? Oh, yeah. That's the one. I, don't let others rent space in your head. I've got Don't Let Others Rent Space in Your Head, How to Make Your Thoughts Disappear. You can't fillet a nibble. It's the catch that counts. That's good for people in business awesome. and sales, you know? Cool, man. Uh, yeah, no, I've, got, I've been at this a we'll, while. A we'll link them all in the show notes so people can go and, and yeah. check them out. In fact, I have a program that we just, especially now with all this craziness going on, Lance, it's a mastermind that I'm offering for only $7. After that, it's $97 a month, okay. which is a heck of a deal. And you get me live like this, plus you get to interact with me. We do it once a month, but now we're going to do it more than once a month because everybody, I think, needs a little bit more help and support. And you get to interact with me at the end. Uh, we do a Q&A. And um, as a, you know, pay 25,000K speaker, that's a heck of a deal. So it gives me the opportunity to have something that's very inexpensive where I can still be able to reach people who still need my help. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, we'll make sure that all that's in the show notes so people can go check it out and you. check you out on all social media and website as well. Yeah, Gary Cox or GaryCox.com. Just don't forget the E at the end of the name, C-O-X-E, GaryCox.com. Uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty heavy in social media. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 
All right, man. One more question to wrap things all up. I always ask, out of all the struggles and challenges in your life and adversity, what is the one lesson, the number one lesson that adversity has taught you that the audience can walk away with today? You know, it's not scientific. And it's probably what you hear everybody say, just don't friggin' give up. Man, just don't give up. And it's so easy to want to give up. And we give up or want to give up because we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And um, everything I've been able to accomplish has to be, you can even relate to this. Everybody's accomplished anything, even if it's nothing massive, massive. In that journey, we probably had a thought of, uh, I'm doing something new right now. And that thought came up today. Heavy, 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 heavy. And I said to my girlfriend, I got to push through this emotion. I will succeed at this. And I will not give up. So yeah, don't give up. And then um, come with me in the jet to the Bahamas when this is over with, Lance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as you got some good rum there, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, 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 well, I, I can't do the drinking because no, it makes everything go upside down, but I, I can watch you do it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm off the booze too. But I mean, Bahamas is definitely somewhere uh, I've heard it's amazing. So yeah, I definitely... Definitely. Yeah, no, we've got we've got this cool program. We we take uh, people in the jet. We limit it to about eight people. That's cool. And um, they can come up to the cockpit while we're up in the air and everything. And we go down to Sandals Resorts. It's it's awesome. And we just take care of you. And you have a full day to just to pick my brain about anything in your business and growth. And I enjoy it because it's very intimate. It's very small, and it enables me to make a massive impact on a small group of people. So it's a lot of fun. Definitely a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing the value with us. I, I know everybody needs that at this time, and it's always great to get perspective on somebody that's been able to create and help a lot of people transform. And there's going to be a lot of people that are going to need your help. So again, I really appreciate it, man. Well, thanks again for your trust and looking forward to spending more time with you in the future as well, too, in your community, man. Awesome, man. Thanks, everybody. Gary Cox. Thanks, everybody. So we have all the information for you to check out Gary's offers that he has, his book, all that good stuff in the show notes. So check it out if you're interested and leave us a review, share this with a friend if you got value. And as always, please hit that subscribe button. I don't want you guys to miss out on any episodes. Have a beautiful day. Stay safe. We'll catch you next time. 